0: Welcome to the
3: show, everyone. I'm Ben Kissel, as always, joined by Marcus Parks. Marcus, how are you? I'm great, Ben. How are you? That is good. Marcus, we found one. (laughs) A unicorn. I I, I mean, we've waited a year to find a Hillary Clinton supporter, and we finally have, and it could not come in a more... Perfect form. Jessica Tarlov is with us.
2: Hi. <laughs>
3: Thanks so much for being here, Jessica. Jessica, you are a uh, you're regularly on Fox News. And uh, what's the name of the consulting firm you work for?
1: With Shown Consulting, I work for Doug and He was Bill Clinton's pollster and Mike Bloomberg's.
3: All right, Shown Consulting. Mike Bloomberg, you know the guy very well. He recently uh, there was a poll that just came out. Uh, Michael Bloomberg, of course, dipping his toe in the water. Will he run? Will he not run? He will run if Hillary does not get the Democratic nomination. But some polls came out recently showing him with 17 percent among Democrats and 9 percent support amongst Republicans. Do you think if uh, Bernie gets the nomination, Jessica, do you think Bloomberg actually gets in and do you think he has a viability? Do you, do you think he is a viable candidate?
1: I think he's going to be thinking about it long and hard if it's Bernie Sanders, especially if it's Trump or Cruz on the other side. Um Michael Bloomberg is the ultimate centrist. He understands how to get things done. You can't govern New York unless you're willing to work with everybody. And we know he's been a Republican, and then he moved to be an independent because Mm -hmm. he was sick of the polarization. Um, So So, I think that he would actually have a great chance with that message about centrism and getting things done. He does have some issues, uh, obviously.
3: Right, and one of those issues, and it it goes to – people talk about – uh, you know, uh, dinner time conversations, table top issues. Uh, Bloomberg has an issue, and it involves the refrigerator. And it, it, and, uh, and of course, I'm discussing the now uh, very infamous soda ban that he attempted to have here in New York City before a judge said it was unconstitutional. Marcus, and I love that
0: judge. It is unconst unconstitutional.
1: No one needs that much soda. And <laughs> no, <you> can- <laughs> they do. No, but you, and you can't can have the just government buy two. No, I know you can buy, t- it's a tax
3: on, it's a tax on people like me. Who the go- pursuit of happiness. We need sugary sodas. But you have something like a soda ban, which is on uh, par with Chris Christie shutting down uh, the, the tolls uh, there in New Jersey. Everyone's been stuck in traffic so they can relate and when people are stopped in traffic they get very upset so you understand chris christie is now a monster because he is the reason that you are delayed (laughs) you have someone like bloomberg everyone likes soda and the idea of government coming to take it away is so uh close to uh to someone's uh, it's very personal it's a very personal attack
1: it definitely so is. So how is
3: he going to be able to, as an independent, former Republican, how would he be able to win over people who might now be supporting someone like Cruz or Trump?
1: I think with a lot of money. Um, oh, yeah. Mike Bloomberg, he has a lot, a lot <laughs> of money. I forgot about that
3: $34 billion. <laughs> I
1: actually think he just got upgraded to $45 billion and they took Trump down a little bit, so I'm, Trump said that wasn't true, obviously, but right. Trump says everything's not true. Um, so... I think that what Bloomberg has the opportunity to do, which is very exciting, is to actually introduce himself to the majority of Americans. We know who he is on the coast, but the middle of the country, except for Colorado, I think he said something like, do they even have roads in Colorado once? Which was not good. Um, But, you know, he has the money to buy all of the ads across the entire nation. And
3: do you think money matters? In 2016, this election does money matter as much as it did in 2008, 2000, all these elections previous, with the free access uh, of Twitter, right. uh, you know, YouTube, and things like that. Can you really buy the presidency?
1: No, I don't think you can buy it, and I I don't think that you ever could. But when you think about Bernie Sanders, right, who's the epitome of I can't be bought, he just had the biggest fundraising January. He brought in $20 million, and the average donation was $27. Mm -hmm. So you can buy money in—sorry, you you can buy elections in all sorts of ways, right? I mean, by a grassroots movement or a Koch brother— or, you know, whatever it is. Right, right, right. So I think that money will always matter. It's how you're going to get it. And I think also, you know, there's been an interesting discussion going on about whether Donald Trump can be bought. And that's something that, that, that the National Review mm-hmm. really focused on, that this is someone who could be swayed so easily. I mean, the guy's a liberal, right? And now he's running as a Republican. And Mike Bloomberg cannot be swayed. I mean, this is someone who stands on principle and... And his views come from all sides of the spectrum, right? He's—I mean—he's really strong on gun safety, but then he's also a complete free marketeer.
0: Do you think his rigidness is a, a negative, though?
1: I think it could be. I mean, I think that there's a lot about Bloomberg that's just going to have to be explained, or that Americans are going to have to be able to understand somehow. I mean, he's Jewish, first of all. No one talks about the fact that Bernie Sanders is Jewish because he's
0: an atheist. Yeah. He says he's an atheist.
1: He was, he was born <laughs> he is. Uh, agnostic. He's pretty
0: much an agnostic. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: He was born a Jew. He talks like a Jew. He's from Brooklyn. Also, I love that when people say to me, "Like this Vermont accent is so weird," I'm like, "That's Brooklyn. That mm-hmm. is right, what right, Brooklyn right. sounds like." Yeah, that's yeah. what people are saying
0: that this election might be the subway series of presidential elections. You've got a uh, Bloomberg Trump, uh, who's uh, a Queens, Queens. Or, a Queens guy, Bernie Sanders, who's uh, a Brooklyn guy. Could be very interesting that New York City might be the I don't know, pretty much the center of America as far as politics goes. I think that sounds adorable and wonderful. (laughs) I love the idea. So with uh, Donald
3: Trump, you were saying obviously he was a liberal, now he's a Republican. He discussed when he was a liberal, if he would run for president, he would run as a Republican, and he would say exactly what he's saying now, and he promised that he would win. Sure enough, it turns out that he wasn't lying then. (laughs) Hillary, you support her. How do you uh, weigh... Um, how do you deal with the different versions of Hillary that we've seen uh, through the years?
1: Well, I think that you really have to accept evolution in a person. You do it with your friends, um, with your colleagues, with your family, and with your politicians. But don't you think and-
3: there's something very core? There's a core change that she had, though. I mean, isn't something like supporting gay marriage, isn't that something that you feel... Uh, passionate about, and you're pro that from a very... Um, I mean, how do you
1: evolve on such an issue? I think it's difficult, also going back to the fact that Bill Clinton signed the Defense of Marriage Act, right? right? So, and when people talk about this, I understand I've always been for gay marriage. I never understood. I grew up in downtown Manhattan. It just, it's normal to me. Like, why shouldn't people get the same benefits? Right. You know? And, uh, frankly, I think gays often make better parents anyway than straight couples. Well, I'll tell
3: you one thing. I have two gay older brothers, and I went to one gay wedding, and I know for a fat gays, throw great weddings I ate so much cheese it's ridiculous how much cheese I ate I got kicked
1: out (laughs) um but Obama you know also wasn't for gay marriage in 08 and no one really comes after him about that because you know he lit the White House up in the gay pride flag right Mm -hmm. and he you know he sent Joe Biden out there and he said get this thing done and so yes there's an evolution there but I think What's more important is actually her core principles about helping the middle class and especially what she's done for women, you know, being a support for gender, uh, supporter of gender equality. And I know you can say like the Clinton Foundation, you know, took money from Saudi Arabia. And there are always ways to take her down a notch. But I think that also speaks to the beauty of of Hillary Clinton, that she has so many Pieces to her. I mean, her career is so long and it's so bountiful.
3: Yeah, b- beautiful, bountiful. <laughs> yeah. Hillary's career. Do you um, <laughs> do you find uh, some hypocrisy with uh, the fact uh, she she really crucified uh, the women that built? sexually assaulted you know uh miss broadwick she's on uh Broadwick, she's on twitter now talking about you know she's 73 years old now and uh discussing how when uh bill was attorney general uh, there in arkansas he sexually assaulted her raped her um and and hillary completely uh you know threw monica under the bus and uh, derailed her entire life so do you feel like there's a conflict there
1: i think that there is a conflict there especially as a a young, well, I guess I'm 31 now, so I have to say youngish or something. No, you're I, young. I'm, yeah, okay. yeah, we're
3: all living to like 300 now. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I can have babies for another five years. We're good to go. Oh my goodness. Um, well, I think that's like what my doctor said. He said not to panic yet. Anyway, oh, that's nice. Yeah, it isn't. He's a good guy. Gay guy again. Bonus gay guys. Um, I think that that is probably the strongest argument against her with the one Juanita Broderick thing. I, there was an article in the Daily Beast, which I would recommend anyone go and read, by Michael Tomoski, where he goes through every single woman that uh, has accused Bill Clinton mm-hmm. of sexually harassing or raping them or having a relationship with. And he explains why none of these ever got to court. And with the one, know, Broderick story, you know, she did meet with Ken Starr, and Ken Starr didn't take her case. Mm. And there's, it's well documented there are actually holes in it. Now, I am not in any way victim shaming I, you know, I believe that every woman has a right to be believed. Um, but I think that we can't really relitigate what happened in the 1990s. And I think that in, in an era of evolution of politicians, we're talking Donald Trump, right, who mm-hmm. was liberal, now conservative, Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, both kind of pro-amnesty, right, and now really anti-amnesty, mm-hmm. that um, we should be looking at who Hillary Clinton is today. And you make your decision based on that and based on who Hillary Clinton is today and who she has been since she's been in the Senate. She's my
3: peck. So you look at who she is today. We try to ignore who she was yesterday. What is she (laughs) going to be tomorrow? I feel like that's the major question that people have on their minds. Because at this point, if it is a Trump-Hillary election, uh, I believe Hillary wins. I have to say it. I I just believe when people are in the voting uh, booth, they're alone and they're looking at Trump. And the idea of Trump is so fun. And it's so great. But then the reality of Trump if if it doesn't if he does not make America great again the entire country the entire world burns to the ground that's the <laughs> other side of it right so I think Hillary wins the nomination what do you think her presidency would actually look like I think because was- she's doing a very bad job of explaining what she is
1: right I think that part of that is the fault of. And I don't mean fault in the negative way or it's just the result of the rise of the Elizabeth Warren uh, wing of the of the Democrat Party, the progressives. And she's had to shift so far to the left to counter Bernie Sanders on certain issues. She hasn't gone full hog. Right. She hasn't said Medicare for all. She's still in favor of reforming the Affordable Care Act. And she hasn't said, you know, all tuition should be free. She still believes that you should have some loans and pay them back. And I believe in personal responsibility about that as well. Um, but she has, you know, she came out, she, she loved the Keystone Pipeline. Now she hates it. Right. She started the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Now she hates it. Right. I mean, those are straight up political decisions that she took to make sure that she can compete with Sanders. And she's chasing the unions around like crazy. And she's gotten all of their endorsements, which I do think is meaningful that they at least trust her enough to know that it won't be, the, that she won't completely screw them. When she's president.
3: You have the unions, and the unions endorsing a Democrat is very similar to uh, people like Jerry Falwell Jr. Endure, uh, endorsing right. Donald Trump, a Republican. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it is a, a get-out-the-vote, uh, a very strong ally to have, uh, certainly in a uh, in a primary. The fact that the unions support her, the fact that now she has shifted with TPP and, uh, and with the Keystone Pipeline, how do the young people uh, look at her and find a uh, and find somebody who they can really sympathize with as the as the person who was supposed to be the first female president you know which which really should get a lot of support you right. know i mean this is she, we've been shoehorned in she will be the first female president why isn't she doing well with the young people we have a 74 year old democratic <laughs> socialist who uh, you know i mean he looks like the you know uh, like the little caesar's guy yeah. how is he doing better he's 78% of people 18 to 44 support Bernie Sanders I mean what can Hillary do to uh, to get that support back from the young people
1: Well, I think at first, and I I don't know if she's really a religious woman, but tonight she will be praying for low turnout tomorrow in Iowa. Which, isn't
3: that a bad sign? It is.
1: I have to say, I'm fundamentally uncomfortable with saying, I really hope there's low turnout so my candidate wins. Right. You know, (laughs) that just sounds... I really hope uh, that
0: people don't make their choice
1: tomorrow. Right. I hope democracy is slightly broken tomorrow. (laughs) Um, So that that part sucks. Um, But we just know that younger voters are less reliable than older voters. And I think that... You know, she's a little bit younger than Bernie Sanders, but not by much. So we're talking about two older people here. Right. And I think that what Hillary Clinton demands uh, in order to support her, and this is what the New York Times endorsement uh, went with and the Des Moines Register, is they talked about incremental change, which is not sexy. Mm-hmm. Political revolution is sexy. Right. And that's what Bernie Sanders is all about. But what Hillary symbolizes, and this is one of my favorite kind of political phrases uh, that my best bud on Twitter gave me. I'm friends with this great guy, uh, friends, whatever. I I don't know. Ooh, do
3: tell. (laughs) No,
1: no, no. He's a longtime liberal activist who obsessively watches Fox, which I think is fantastic to understand, you know, what's going on in the Dragon's Den there.
3: Harry Connick Jr.? (laughs) Is it Harry Connick?
1: Oh, no, I don't think so. Oh, okay. It's Jeff, and he's a man. Hey, Jeff. And uh, he always says to me, when I get frustrated because no one is listening to me or it's one on five and no one is listening to on me. On Fox News, of on course. On Fox yeah. News, of course. He says, progress is slow but certain. Right. And I think that that could even be a slogan for Hillary Clinton. Progress
3: like, is slow but
1: certain? Yeah. Yeah. Because if you want if you want I fell
0: asleep before I could even get through her tagline. No. So you're getting so you're saying that she should run as the tortoise.
1: Better than the hare, the hare eventually gets hit by a car. Well, I right? think the hair re- <laughs> I think the hare
0: reads your motto
1: for her and falls
3: asleep and then the tortoise can pass him.
1: but but we do know right. this to be true. There's no major piece of I mean, let's look at the Affordable Care Act. There's no major piece of you know, sweeping social legislation mm-hmm. that works out of the gate. I mean, we're still working on the Civil Rights Act, right? I mean, mm. we're we're going to be revising these plans for decades because we're trying to accommodate 320 different people, mm-hmm. and a million. country. Yeah, m- yeah sorry, <laughs> that would be like no big deal. 320 million different right. people with different concerns and different national, you know, races and ethnicities and religions and all of these things, and I think that Hillary understands not only how to work with the other side. You know, I mean, she or her husband obviously worked with Gingrich. She worked mm-hmm. with Tom Delay, which is no small feat. And I think that she gets that, you know, we can set big goals, but we need to take, you know, small step strategy to get there, you know, little bits and pieces to get there. Because Bernie Sanders even admits that he can't accomplish his agenda with the Republicans. So if we, you know, got the Affordable Care Act through when we controlled Congress, which is not a guarantee that we will again, even if we win the president, we, I'm being the Democrats right now. Right? What does he think? I mean, Medicare for all, what you're going to, you know, by executive action, suddenly we're going to have a single-payer And of course,
3: Bernie would have to repeal the Affordable Care Act in order to get his single-payer plan through, which is something that Hillary is talking about right now, which a lot of people are taking her uh, to task for because she sounds like Ted Cruz. (laughs) I mean, she she really, I mean, isn't this right? I mean, she's on stage, she's, uh, you know, denouncing single-payer, which she was for in the 90s. She still
1: is for it. That's a point that she made in, you know, two debates ago where she said, I'm for universal health care, but I'm more for things that can get done
0: well didn't she say of just a couple days like her you know passionate speech we will never ever see single-payer health care
1: well i think that that's about the reality of the way that congress is right now versus i mean that's to draw the contrast with bernie sanders more than what she would want
3: does hillary have a problem ironically enough with telling the truth is it (laughs) does she just because america Donald Trump is making America great again. Bernie Sanders is giving free education for everyone that's ever, you know, breathed air on the continent. Uh, Does she have a problem with just not being compelling and not romanticizing the position or the power uh, that the president has?
1: I think, well, those are two separate questions. She's just being
3: a realist, right?
1: She is being a realist. And I think that when you, if she's up against a Donald Trump, I think, as you said, realism or hillary clinton will win out there a lot of people would will even say i bet going into the voting booth i'm voting for trump and they're going to exit voting for someone else Mm. because it's such a frightening vote right and i think donald trump has run a brilliant campaign you brought up earlier you know using twitter and instagram i mean his instagram ads are amazing and you know the stuff that he tweets when he's not retweeting you know like genocide and fake black crime statistics and whatever else Yeah, Yeah.
0: stormfront
1: retweets him and
0: the white supremacist venn diagram is pretty large he's also supported by terrell owens and dennis rodman (laughs) (laughs) who for to my knowledge are black who has also supported
3: kim jong-un kim (laughs) jong-un and yes but that is fine he got too drunk in north korea and he got kicked out
1: and that the guy from like my rent is too damn high party
3: that's correct That's correct. Likes
1: him. Okay. Um, so that's a thing. He's
3: getting endorsements. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's moving.
1: Well, I mean, it'll be quite amazing if you see a Donald Trump nomination, which I think is totally plausible. Oh, absolutely. Based yeah. on it has no proper endorsements.
3: So what's so interesting now, Um, in 2000 and I believe it was 12, maybe 2008, uh, college kids were in recess they weren't they weren't exactly. at the college institutions mm-hmm. um so they were home and uh it's not right. exactly a fun thing to do to go vote and uh, certainly it's something that you do s- definitely in a caucus situation with friends do you think that that hurts hillary the fact that iowan iowanians are in <laughs> school the collegiate kids they're there do you think that that gives it to uh to bernie in mm-hmm. iowa
1: no, I that's actually what gives it to Hillary. Why?
3: Because this because, is completely that's something no one says. The okay. the college support for Hillary is, is it's it's completely No, 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 no it's uh, not about low. the
1: college support. Her college support is low, but why Barack Obama managed to turn out 240,000 caucus goers mm-hmm. in 2008 is that the kids were at home and they were caucusing in, in other conservative districts. So you're like where the colleges are based are right. liberal places. And then they went home to the middle of nowhere mm. and they caucused for him. It was early January. They were on break. That's why Bernie's running campaigns going home for Bernie. And he's busing people to their home polling state or caucus mm. station. So that it actually benefits her.
3: Interesting. I never thought about it like that.
1: That's what I mean. And I'm that's why for. Jessica
3: Torver is on the show because <laughs> Abraham Lincoln's top hat only brings you the best. And you are the best. So you actually see that being a benefit when it comes let's go to the Republican side really quick. When it comes to Marco Rubio Cruz, uh, I'm going to throw my big Iwinian, my big Iowa prediction. Jeb Bush did very well in the debate without yeah. Donald Trump. I think Jeb Bush takes fourth in Iowa. I think Cruz slips to third. I think Rubio gets second, mm-hmm. Trump gets first, but it's actually a big win for Jeb. Who do you think uh, benefits the most from uh, the young youth vote in the Republican Party?
1: I think, I mean, most naturally, it would. I would think Marco Rubio, who's their hope and change, their kind of shiny object, I think, on the Republican side. And Donald Trump's voters, you know, the, the core base of them are non-college educated whites. Who also don't traditionally vote. So that's going right. to be really interesting. Ann Seltzer, who's the Des Moines Register's pollster, and mm. she's always right. I mean, she's like a genie, hasn't predicted any higher turnout than normal for this election. So it won't be, she says it's not going to be like an 08. It's going to be more like 2012.
3: What does that mean?
1: That means that Trump could lose to Cruz. Okay. That's what she's saying. That even with, I think she gave him a seven point lead that, you know, the evangelicals are more likely to turn out necessary uh, than Trump supporters. But
3: now with the evangelicals, Donald Trump currently has 37% of the evangelical support. <laughs> Ted Cruz only has 20%. What does this say about the evangelical vote? Is it solely based on the fact that Donald Trump
0: openly hates Muslims. I think it is. I think that uh, evangelicals hate Muslims more than they love Jesus. This is their war. I mean, these yep. are these are yep. religious wars, yep. right?
3: Well, I mean, what do you think about that? I mean, as far as how did Donald Trump manage to win the evangelical vote in the Midwest? Well, some- or so, I mean, as far as the polls show us.
1: Right. Well, I mean, somehow Jerry Falwell Jr., got it in his head that his dad would have liked Donald Trump best. I mean, that's what he said when he introduced him at Liberty University. Right. And I think that, you know, when my ears exploded at that, I'm sure that every evangelical in the country also exploded at that. And they heard, you know, our our leader— Is saying this guy is gonna be good to Christians and I think that you're completely right that his attitude towards Muslims certainly makes Christians feel more secure about their place in this country I mean poll after poll after poll Mm -hmm. shows that Christianity is under assault in this nation and that Christians feel that way and that Obama cares more about Muslims than Christians and Donald Trump has been clear that he doesn't really care about Muslims at all so ban them you know close Mm -hmm. their mosques do whatever. You know, they could be hatching a plot, right? You know, get the guy out with the with the turban on, whatever else he's saying. You know, he probably said something today. And they eat it up um, because there's so much fear. And I understand a lot of that. You know, I mm-hmm. think that that was somewhere that Obama went really wrong, where he said, I didn't know people were so afraid. Well, of course they're really afraid. We had a terrorist attack in San Bernardino. I mean, we, right. that is frightening. So um, do you
3: think the Democrats can somehow flank the Republicans or can Hillary with her? She is So apologetic about her war vote. I mean, and obviously uh, the uh, invasion of Iraq was a massive disaster. And anyone who voted for it, uh, you know, should have they have blood on their hands. And that's just a reality. I mean, they made the wrong decision. Obviously, Bernie uh, is very braggadocious about the fact that he did not, uh, you know, vote for the war. Can Hillary find a way to get some of those people, let's just project a general, her with Trump, can she find a way to get some of those Trump supporters who are currently scared of Islamic terrorism in this country? Can she pluck them away? Should she start using her resume, not not in, a, in an apologetic way, but should she start using it as a uh, as a sign of good leadership?
1: I think so, and I think we've been seeing that more. You know, she's come out and about the Iran deal, and she said she's for the deal, but uh, fundamentally she believes in distrust but verify. You know, kind of right. spinning that, and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know we wouldn't have we wouldn't have the deal, and we wouldn't have had any sanctions on Iran actually without Hillary Clinton. You know, she knows how to deal with these people, and I think that. But I think, does
3: the Iran deal really? I mean. For me, I think the Iran deal was a total fraud. I thought it was an awful deal. I don't understand why they signed it. What they went to the table with was uh, there was no bargaining position whatsoever by the U.S. I, I feel like it was a symbolic gesture at best. I mean, can she really say that the Iran deal was something that she wants to hold? Uh, you know, in her back pocket as a uh, as proof of her strong leadership. Well, I think, when it comes to foreign affairs, I think affairs. the reason
1: that it is proof of strong leadership is Hillary Clinton. Her credo is muscular militarism, which is diplomacy first, followed by action as a last resort. And you are completely wow. correct about It's also
3: not my body type.
1: <laughs> muscular militarism.
3: My not goodness.
1: not mine either. I looked really fat on TV yesterday. No, you did uh, not. You were very
3: attractive. Oh, I watched I it multiple g- times. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. Even my mom said my arm looked fat. Anyway. Oh, you a
3: very <laughs> mean-spirited mother. That's but- not nice. Aww,
1: no. She just had a hip replacement, so we can't really blame her. Um, <laughs> but anyway, getting back to muscular militarism. So what I think that Hillary Clinton can say is I can actually – talk to these people they will take my call they will negotiate with me I mean Vladimir Putin is the only person the only world leader who has even hinted that he's interested in a Donald Trump presidency. Right. I mean, in Britain, they were they were voting in parliament on whether to ban Donald Trump. You're talking about our number one ally in the world. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's. But really- I thought that
3: was ridiculous. Do something else with your time, British Parliament. Well, I mean, they, don't, they
1: don't have a, they have like fox hunting and Donald Trump. To yeah, deal yeah, with. yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So and I lived there for six years and I love them. But uh, it's a lot of hoo-ha that goes on in there um, that's it's a lot of hoo-ha over there. <laughs> hey
3: british are you hearing us it's a you're doing a lot of hoo-ha don't get me Sorry. started you riled uh, me up jessica
1: <laughs> anyway moving past the hoo-ha um i think that that is a strong selling point for her i think that people will continue to question her judgment you know they will run with the benghazi story they will. Yeah, um, how's
0: she going to deflect that in a general election?
1: I think that she's going to go back to I thought it was so fascinating in there. There was a Democrat town hall last week um, yes. in Iowa and uh, Chris Cuomo moderating and a question came up about Benghazi. Well, actually, it came out from an undecided voter who led with, I was unsure about you, but then I watched your testimony, the 11 hours, yes. and now I'm completely for you. And yes. the crowd was electrified clapping for her. And I think that that shows the disconnect between what we hear here in New York City and what is going on elsewhere or what Fox yeah. News is projecting. I mean, people... I haven't seen the movie 13 hours, but I know they don't name any names about it, right? It's not about Hillary Clinton. It's about failures of the CIA and the State Department. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, government is massive, and there are going to be failures. And I think the supposition that Hillary Clinton didn't care about Chris Stevens's life is ridiculous. Right. I mean, they're longtime friends, and we know that she's dedicated her life to public service and wants no one to die. But surely when they made—I don't even know how many requests it was—but in the hundreds— For more security over the years. Right. They should have gotten that. And I think that that's something, you know, when she said to Trey Gowdy, no one feels worse about this than I do. I think she meant it. And Mm -hmm. I think that people saw that. And Hillary doesn't have that many human moments. And I think that that comes from 30 years of brutal scrutiny. I think it comes from, you know, being first lady, being first lady of Arkansas before mm-hmm. that and, you know, returning to the issues that she's had with her marriage. No one wants to be cheated on on the international stage. I mean, Well, not just, I mean, especially
3: like... with the girl that you want to be with. Um, I think, the, the uh, no, it is interesting. I, I don't know if the crowd was electrified. I will say, we, I don't up... know if electrified might not be. I watched the town hall. I'm not sure. It wasn't
1: like a Trump rally, but they were I mean, all it, applauding. It wasn't Dylan was... going
3: uh, electric or anything. I mean, <laughs> it was right. electrified makes it seem like people actually were very but excited. But this is like
1: a Hillary thing, so that's right. electrified for us. Yes,
3: and I, do, ag- <laughs> I do agree. Uh, the um, A total win. And Congress lost. And the trade gaudies of the world look pathetic and right. sad and small during the Benghazi hearing. Mm-hmm. Do you think she's able to uh, ride that wave and uh, really project uh, leadership with those sorts of sit- – does she need more situations like that where uh, she is presented with a crisis and uh, she comes out on top?
1: I think that's what she's trying to get out of these four more debates that she just negotiated for, because I think that what's interesting is Senator Sanders said that there's this very odd thing going on that after the debates, all of like his supporters and young people, you know, say that he won. But right. all of the pundits say that she won,
3: and it's the same thing with Donald Trump right. on the other side. Most of the pundits say that he won, but I'm sure the people who like Cruz, Rubio, and the well, whole lot—you lot, you have your
1: guy, right—that right. you that you like. And I mean, frankly, if I know that I'm coming at this as a Democrat, but watching all of the Republican debates, you know, I'm looking for someone who I think could govern. And right. someone who I think could have a conversation with the other side and get something done, because that's what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. And I've always thought that, you know, I mean, he gets a little extreme and he also gets a little whiny, but that's that's why I think Marco Rubio is their strongest chance on that side. I think he has a compelling vision, and I think that he's young and fresh, and he has, you know, the family values thing going for him, and he has a great story. He has the immigrant story. Um, Doesn't
3: he sound like the the, the the young kid on the baseball diamond, though, kicking off the dust <laughs> from his heels and trying to, his, uh, and try to encourage his friends? to uh to play another game I mean he seems very juvenile doesn't he
1: sometimes he does and he's definitely really good at memorizing talking points I mean he doesn't have a lot of dexterity but at the same time when your alternatives at least looking at the polling now that he's you know safely in third place if you're staring down the barrel of a Donald Trump presidency or Ted Cruz presidency give me Marco Rubio because I just I won't make it
3: as a Democrat uh, I mean obviously you're not Democrats uh, have watched uh, most of the Republican debates, Republicans haven't watched most of the Democratic Mm -hmm. debates, and there is a reason for that. Do you believe the head (laughs) of the DNC, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, do you believe there is something nefarious going on with the Democrats where they wanted to give Hillary the nomination secretly under the radar, now things are closing up, the the poll numbers are tightening, and this is why she's demanding more debates? Do you feel like there is some hypocrisy within the the DNC for better or for worse the republicans have given us what 11 11 debates now which right, is yeah. less i, I believe uh, in 2012 there was 24 debates uh, right. before iowa so do you think that the democrats have a problem with uh with exposure with, with does it seem like they're not they don't seem confident in the product in other words why did they have them on fridays saturdays and holidays no, but well just, is hillary as a brand too tainted to win the presidency for the democrats and this is why I they don't t-
1: think so and i i think that she would she would have been encouraged not to run i mean granted the clintons are and I guess the Obamas right now, but the Clintons are arguably the most powerful political family in this country, right? For sure. I mean, Kennedy well, them is and the been... Carsons,
3: them and Ben Carson and his <laughs> wife, they're very powerful. I
1: love how he said when someone asked him, like, if you do really badly in Iowa, are you going to New Hampshire? And he was like, unless I'm dead, yeah, I'm going. I
0: don't <laughs> even know if he's alive. Most likable candidate running right now, by Ben the Carson. Walks. Ben Carson. No, yeah. he's not. Yes, no, it he is. is. Oh, it they're is. just pretending they're not racist. <laughs> no. That's not true. There's no. nothing likable about Ben Carson. Ben Carson, Bernie Sanders, and then uh, the, well, there was just to pull out and it was like, Rubio, uh, the, yeah, and Rubio, the least liked candidates, uh, Trump up, over the last you know few years since ni- Trump is the least liked candidate since H W Bush in ninety two. <laughs> okay, but then on the other hand, right after H W Bush is Hillary, Hillary.
1: Clinton, right, yeah, yeah in two
0: thousand and sixteen. So is that the reason for the, uh, no. for the lack well, of exposure? I, think
1: I I really was upset about the debate. Thing. I mean, and Tulsi Gabbard... When you say the
3: debate thing, though, I mean, what are you... Well, it's Sunday I mean, nights. Like, well,
1: and- it's not just that. So, I mean, the, the GOP is going to have weekend debates, the ones that aren't on cable news. The cable news debates are during the week, and the uh, terrestrial channels or whatever you're supposed to call it are on the weekends. Yeah. So next weekend, I think they have an ABC or a CBS debate, and it's on a Saturday night. So it's not just... That the Democrats are hiding them that way. But Tulsi Gabbard, who's the vice chair of the DNC, came out against Debbie Wasserman Schultz about this. And she said, we need more debates. Even if you only have three people up there. I mean, people need time to figure this out. Yeah. And— Debbie silenced her, which – and it actually disinvited her from Vegas, I think, Oof. which was totally crazy. And Debbie Wasserman Schultz, I have a lot of sympathy because that seems like worst job ever. Um, and I think that maybe the Republicans have it right and that Rens previs that's his only job. You know, she, right. she should be at home in Florida and in Washington representing her district. I know that she's a great fundraiser, um, but she also – Says silly things and can't differentiate between a Democrat and a socialist, which you seem, you know, you should really figure out when you have a Democrat socialist running. Um, So, yeah, I don't like that. It looks bad.
3: Reince Priebus sounds like he's always kind of hard, but he can never actually get a boner. (laughs) I don't know what it is about Reince. I I can't get behind the guy. I don't like him one bit.
1: Well, the Republicans don't either. No, they hate him. (laughs) They hate him, right?
3: (laughs) I don't, Reince Priebus. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. I would have slapped him very hard if I was the doctor on the day of his birth. (laughs) Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, mom, Maxwell.
0: Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, Reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction
2: treatment. Visit caron.orgslash lost. today Uh. that's for certain does it seem as if
3: hillary is scared now uh asking for more debates going in uh before new hampshire right obviously bernie you know he came out and he said uh this is what the uh the dnc has has these are the rules they created Mm -hmm. i played by the rules and now all of a sudden polls are tightening and hillary wants more debates does it make hillary look desperate and scared
1: It makes her look uneasy, for sure. I mean, there's no no two ways about it. If she had maintained her—she used to have 30-point gaps, 40-point gaps. I I doubt we'd be having this conversation. And each time, each debate is another opportunity for her to say, this is all well and good, but it's never going to happen.
3: But isn't that, I mean, what a sad message. You know, Donald Trump is out there. We're going to make America great. We're going to beat Putin. We're going to be friends with everybody. China's going to build, you know, Mexicans are going to build. He's lying, Right. right? It doesn't matter. Bernie Sanders, you know, free education for everybody. And Hillary is just. It's not happening. I mean, she is just she is the uh, the angry mother in the car telling children uh, that Disney World.
1: She's a grandmother. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't want How to
3: age could her out. you
0: Forget, man. Uh, oh,
3: she's such a loving grandmother. I'm sure she's with that kid constantly <laughs> and breastfeeding the damn thing. Are you kidding me? But no, I mean, I mean, what a message is this? It's not going to happen. Vote it's for not, me. It's I mean, what? Not a, just where is that. that? What is that?
1: It's it's really not just that. I mean, we're we're exact or I am exaggerating a bit on that. If you look at her plans, it's kind of 75% of what Bernie Sanders is saying. I mean, on prescription drugs, they are the same. You know, they both want to go after the pharmaceutical companies. They're both going after the price gouging. They both want, you know, Medicare to be able to negotiate for themselves. They want to be able to get generic drugs. I mean, Bernie Sanders, it was unbelievable to me. He was giving an interview. I think it was on this week, and it was with his wife. And he talked about how, his, when he was mayor of Burlington, he used to drive people to Canada mm-hmm. to get drugs that they could afford. Isn't that
0: very illegal? I don't yeah, know. no, okay, Fair very. Good. People okay. go down to Mexico for prescription drugs all the time,
1: and plastic surgery.
0: Yeah, and didn't work. Uh, Hey, all right. Well, I've got a whole series of new ideas and plans for
3: next weekend. Well,
0: as far as Hillary, like, I think this brings up uh, an important point with Hillary Clinton: is donors where right. she gets her money from. Like, mm-hmm. she got thirteen million dollars from pharmaceutical companies, right? And of course, she also got so much. I mean, Goldman Sachs is her number yep. one donor. You know, her and Bill Clinton have uh, made one hundred and thirty-nine million dollars on speaking fees. Right? How does Hillary Clinton? Uh, come out and say, like, hey, listen, I'm going to go against these people while those are the same people that got her elected. How does she re- How does she do that?
1: I don't know. She has a really strong stomach, basically. <laughs> I mean, that, that part of it has always been, when anyone says to me, you know, Hillary Clinton's going to do the best job regulating Wall Street, I say, no. It's she not won, true. Huh? She's not. And I think the voters know that. I mean, there was an, the ABC Washington Post poll last week. They did, you know, who would you choose on the issues? She won everything everything, you know, handle immigration, health care, the economy, foreign policy. What did she lose? Regulating Wall Street. Right. Because people know. And um, I think that, you know, she could tone it down about that. She's not going to. She, Bernie Sanders is the Wall Street warrior. If that's if you are someone who used to be in Zuccotti Park with Occupy Wall Street, go with Bernie Sanders. He is your man. Right. Um, but if you're interested in anything else, she's your woman. If you're voting Democrat or if you're a left-leaning independent. And that's the truth. And I think also, you know, a lot of people have kind of brushed it aside and they make it out to be no big deal. But I think that she is very smart to be going after him about his flip-flopping with the gun lobby and how he voted before, you know, to protect gun manufacturers. I mean, this is now... A major cause on the left.
3: Yes, and he did just recently vote uh, exactly opposite of how he voted previously. Right. Uh, we discussed so when you this talk about the flip-flopping,
1: there, he does have the one. He has the
0: one. one versus probably ten. A lot. But, with but look at the
1: difference in their careers, and I think that you also, you know, I think Bernie Sanders mm. has also been such a gentleman in giving it up to her for what she has achieved. She says, I'm not. I wasn't Secretary of State for four years. That doesn't mean I don't understand foreign policy. And I think that in his evolution which I think has been brilliant and well done, and whoever advised him to do it. You know, if you remember the first debate, he didn't want to talk about foreign policy at all. Right Right. after the Paris attacks, his uh, team asked the DNC if it was okay if he didn't talk about terrorism and foreign policy in his opening speech because he wanted to talk about income inequality. Right. And now Bernie Sanders gets it. He gets that you can't say that climate change is the number one threat facing Americans Mm -hmm. because while we, I mean, Democrats, we love to talk about how unseasonably warm it is. And by the way, it's like 49 degrees outside right now. We did have a blizzard, but whatever.
3: It's wonderful. (laughs) I'm so (laughs) pro-climate change. I'm littering plastic on the ground as I speak. I mean, it's phenomenal. I I, I love the whole thing. But yes, you're saying.
1: Oh, no, I'm just saying that Bernie he has, Sanders so, has evolved as well. I mean, he right. is becoming with more and more of a politician. Certainly with the gun stuff. I mean, he was, yes, he's been a defender of gay marriage since the start. But then I think it's really interesting, you know, the LGBT groups, all behind Hillary. Planned Parenthood, behind Hillary. And right. um, Why,
3: though? No, that, this like, is that, something, right. I mean, endorsements don't necessarily uh, uh, mean that they agree mm- with the person the most. I think in Bernie's situation, it's because they don't believe he's electable. He doesn't pass the viability threshold, uh, which is, of course, uh, made famous by the Iowa caucuses. If you get less than 15 percent, which Martin O'Malley will, those people are either booted out, kicked to the cold curb, or they have to choose between Hillary or Bernie. Don't you think those groups are just hedging their bets
1: I don't think so. I mean maybe with the LGBT lobby because I'm sure there are those that, you know, still sit around and say this woman stood there as Bill Clinton signed the Defense of Marriage Act. This right. woman, you know, wasn't pro gay marriage I think until 2010. Um Not until
3: the great vice president, Joe Biden, accidentally said that he was for gay marriage on Meet the Press. That was when the Democrats finally came to a rational conclusion that human beings should be able to marry. It's always Joe.
1: Always Joe. Love Um, Joe. But, you know, with Planned Parenthood, I think that that is especially after, you know, the indictment of the two people who made the videos for the Center for Medical Progress last week and that Planned Parenthood has now been cleared of any wrongdoing. Um, I'm going
3: to say... They were definitely selling baby parts.
1: They weren't profit. That's not selling. They weren't making they okay, money. No.
3: No.
0: It was more donating. Like, we're yeah. not, no, we're not just 200- going to throw this in the dumpster. Well, you throw it away. <laughs> no,
3: uh, no, no. It was two hundred. It was two hundred and fifty dollars, I believe. That's what they got, and they said, "Oh, it was
0: for you know
1: transportation the- costs and harvesting." I mean, Trans- it's a- harvesting yeah, costs. You
0: don't want to use the word harvesting. Good, but looks, even it's like that children's court. That's what it is. Yeah, but you want a better word. So I'm just than saying, harvester. aren't right.
3: they? Isn't that payment for the dead baby parts? I'm not. I mean, I'm a very pro-choice no. person, but I'm saying let's not say they no. weren't selling. I don't think it's payment for baby parts. I think it's payment. What was the money
0: going for? Uh, for what it cost him to
3: get it. How much is gas? Gas is $1.79 for Christ's sake. What's the transportation cost? What it's you a driving refrigerated it? you truck.
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness.
3: I don't know. Milk is.
1: Please don't be cheap about the abortion. <laughs> I'm um, sorry. All right. Apartments. All right. So
3: this is fine. But yes, but they I were indicted. That... But they were not indicted because they did anything illegal in the taping. They were indicted because they made fake, uh, fake um, identification for California. So they made fake driver's licenses. It's something James O'Keefe got arrested, uh, got in trouble for as well. So they they went around the law that it's illegal to have a fake identity. Right.
1: It's also yes. you know they cut those videos together in such a way that obviously portrayed what was going on in a different light. And we don't need. I mean we're not going to litigate this right. the point is is i mean everyone in this room i believe is pro-choice and we also understand that abortion is health care I mean, you know one in three women in this country are going to have an abortion and that's just the facts and planned mm-hmm. parenthood serves a community that is underserved they serve poor women they serve minority women
3: do you think there's something to the planned parenthood thing when a lot of republicans say they target they don't serve. They target yeah, minority the communities. Yeah, the, the
1: eugenicist argument I, I, that I don't really get. I think it's a really tough one to sell, and I've heard it a lot. And you know, why is Hillary Clinton proud of getting the Margaret Sanger Award? Mm-hmm. You know, she hated. She's black a racist. Yes, yeah, yeah, she, yeah, was. she was. racist. Absolutely, it was also 1920. So I think that you know, in the evolution game, when you look at what Planned Parenthood delivers. And you also look at the fact that three percent of what they do is abortions, and we know about that the Hyde Amendment blocks uh, federal funds. And I know money yeah, is money not, yeah, is yeah. fungible; it's and, fluid. Yeah, yeah, it's totally fluid. Um, but they make an effort to at least. But these are people who are giving, you know, poor women counseling and birth control and pap smears. And I know they don't do mammograms. And I hate when they say when they kind of let that go; they do not have mammogram mammogram machines. Um, but my point is, is that. Throughout the Planned Parenthood controversy, it was totally fascinating to me that their support did not go down in the polls. And I think that it was mostly driven by women. It was still mainly. You're t- talking about Planned Parenthood, Planned Parenthood support, yeah. Yes, exactly. And I think that that's because of stories of women, you know, even upper class women who got in trouble when they were young and they couldn't tell their moms that they got pregnant, even or that they needed an STD test or they needed birth control or these things. And It's an important American institution, and Cecile Richards, I think, is a wonderful woman, and her mother, obviously, Ann Richards, was a fantastic woman. Great
0: governor. Love Ann Richards. I'm a Texas boy, so Ann Richards is like, yeah, she's the queen in my house. Ma from from Futurama. That's
1: what they call Ann Richards. (laughs) So when you look at the Planned Parenthood endorsement of Hillary Clinton, do I think part of it is that she's a woman and they would be really interested in having a woman president? Sure. For sure. But I think that it was also a statement on how unwavering her support has been for women's reproductive rights and for our right to c- control our own bodies, and that's something that she has not evolved. So
3: on. you have something on the right where you have, uh, you know, her husband just running through women, just going and just doing whatever he wants to do with them. Twenty-two year old, uh, twenty-two year old interns, it doesn't matter. And then you have a, and then you have Hillary who says, "I'm for women. I love, uh, you know, when they kill." their babies inside of their rooms this is something that the republicans will be coming at her <laughs> insane. Yeah. yeah i mean this is really going to be their attack so how is she going to be able to uh come a- to she is considered cold she is considered right. mean she's considered a witch every negative uh term you could uh, throw at a woman she has had thrown at her how is she going to deal with that in a general election how does this soften uh the hillary clinton
1: I, I, as I said before when you brought it up, I, I don't think that aspect of it. I think that when you go back to the 1990s and the Bill Clinton affairs and now that people are saying things like, what's the difference between Bill Clinton and Bill Cosby? When I, I think it's pretty clear what the difference between Swears. Bill Clinton. And- <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think that it's something that she will struggle with. And I think that that will haunt her for her whole life. Um, But my dad said to me, and he's a very wise man, he said, if what Bill Clinton did or didn't do, didn't mean that he had to leave the presidency. Why does this disqualify her to be president? Right. And I think that's really what you go on. I mean, we are going to have to, with any candidate, there are going to be things about them that are imperfect for us. Mm -hmm. You know, Bernie Sanders in the gun lobby, Ted Cruz on the amnesty thing, Donald Trump on every single policy, (laughs) uh, Marco Rubio amnesty. I mean, John Kasich has some stuff, you know, Jeb Bush on the right to die stuff, whatever it is for you. You are going to have to look past one or two things because we're imperfect people. And when you've had a long legislative career, you've obviously had to make some decisions that you wouldn't necessarily make today. Right. And I, I think that's really what they would chalk it up to be. And I think also going back to maybe not the electrified crowd about the Benghazi mention, but the enthusiastic crowd about that in support of her. And the fact that, you know, Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton both have over 80 percent favorability with Democrats I think that Democrats hmm. are done with the 1990s, and they are done with the Benghazi stuff. And frankly, I, I mean, I know this This weekend we saw that 22 of her emails ended up as top-secret classification. Right. though. About it's still Libya. Right, yep. except it's still not clear that they were classified at the time that she sent or received. Um, but the point is, is that Democrats— are moving past these things obviously a lot faster than Republicans, and I, I can't see. I don't right know if now-
3: Democrats are. I mean, yeah. what would explain the rise of Bernie Sanders if Democrats are moving past these things? Ironically enough, I completely disagree with the technological age that we live in. With all these people on Twitter, is aren't these the past is impossible to erase? Right. There is no more, uh, no more moving on. So, don't you think
0: Hillary is still paying for the sins of the nineties?
1: I, I don't I well, mean I do in are, this conversation
0: I think the things that keep coming up A lot and uh, it's something that we've Hammered a lot on this show is the Private pr- prisons the tough on well, Crime right. bills like the things like you know Like some people can argue that Hillary Clinton absolutely destroyed The black community with uh, Her support of Bill Clinton's Tough on crime laws right. in the 90s uh, And that's coming up And that's, that's something that's that more we didn't meaningful. really hear about No
1: and we will get there I mean yeah. But that's something that I think that especially in this age of bipartisan criminal justice reform, which is fantastic, right, that you see Rand Paul standing up there with Cory yeah. Booker and people saying, you know, there's no reason that, you know, what is it, one in four black men will end up in jail and we have more people incarcerated than some country's populations, mm-hmm. et cetera. Um, she will not forever get a free pass on that. But I think that's for the general election. And I think that that's not so much for the primary. She and Bernie Sanders are pretty lockstep on that. Um <laughs> But why why do you
3: think the Clintons have had such a stranglehold on the black uh, vote, especially when it comes to yeah. places like South Carolina, Democratic primaries? It's pretty much a guarantee for Hillary. Obviously, Bernie has people like Killer Mike coming out uh, in his and favor. Eric Garner's uh, daughter,
1: Eric, which I Gar- thought was fascinating.
3: Yeah, absolutely, Eric Garner. For those that don't remember, he was the man who was murdered uh, by uh, the NYPD. They—they he was a heavyset fellow, Staten Island. Yeah, Mm -hmm. selling Lucy's on the street. This is not a crime. You should get killed for. And an officer uh, got very, I guess, uh, jumpy. Yeah, he strangled him, and Mm -hmm. he died. And this is the I can't breathe. Controversy. So why is it with Hillary, uh, with her history of the, uh, of a lack of prison reform, with her tough on crime stances? When Bill Clinton took office, there was eight hundred thousand people in prison. When he left office, there was one point five million. Six months, I believe now it's about seven, eight months ago, they finally cut private prisons from their portfolio, which is something we all have to do. Right. <laughs> that'll, that'll happen. All at some point, we all have to cut private prisons, uh, you know, from our portfolio. Why is she Why is she still doing so well amongst the black community? Is there something that we're not seeing? Because I'm having a very tough time. I've had a very hard time understanding their love of the Clintons.
1: I think that what it is is, I mean, first of all, Bill Clinton is, what, flat out the most charming man that's ever been in American yes. politics. Mm-hmm. I mean, certainly in the post-war era. I mean, he is he, – just oozes personality. Oh, the and way
0: people talk about him when you see him at uh, personal appearances. And- I've met
1: him a few times and, I mean, I'm I i was I'm predisposed to love him based mm-hmm. on politics, but he makes you feel, I mean, he's so good at personal detail and, I mean, this is certainly why he's charmed so many women and he loves women. I mean, that's just a fact about him. And, yeah. And there are men who don't cheat on their wives who also love women and they're fantastic too. You know, you feel so feminine and smart and interesting and he's just great like that, mm-hmm. and uh, and she doesn't get to be that way because a woman like that it doesn't really work as well. Um, but I think you know Bill Clinton won over the South with his saxophone playing right. and the way that he talks, and I mean he has that slow drawl, right? And you call sometimes
3: it, he does, you yeah. Call him
1: Bubba, and uh, I guess you also call him Slick Willie. Um, but I think that the Clintons were. And have been some of the only white politicians to say we need specific targeted plans for black people, that not everyone is the same. And they work. Yes, it's an interest group. Right. Right. But that's something that I think the Republicans really miss when they say, you know, I believe in pulling yourself up by by your bootstraps. Right. Mm -hmm. That's like the fundamental Republican thing going on it. But. You know, even like you look back to the 1990s and Jack Kemp, who I think is one of the best examples of a Republican, who Mm -hmm. was the, uh, the original owner of the idea of enterprise zones, which is to go into black communities and to give tax incentives for businesses to come to those areas and to do things like that. And those aren't ideas that the Republican frontrunners are talking about. I mean, we're only hearing about cutting welfare programs. And I know that there are abuses of welfare out Mm -hmm. there, and the programs are too big. But when you stand up there and you say, you know, we're going to cut welfare and you're not really touting an enterprise zone type program and you're not talking about fatherhood initiatives and you're not talking about prison reform as much frankly as Democrats are. There are mm-hmm. some leaders on it, but it's Rand Paul more than it is Donald Trump. Right. Um, I think that then you that allows for the continued Clinton love there.
3: But you're discussing Republicans versus Hillary. I am talking. Why would a black person choose Hillary over Bernie?
1: Well, I think a lot of it has to do, and Bernie made this point at two debates ago, I I think he said, you know... I, I could get the black community to vote for me. Look what I've managed to do in the last six months. No one knew who Bernie Sanders was six months ago. Right. So he is talking about just if he gets his name out there more and people look at his policies. And look
3: at his record. And I mean he was rec- marching with MLK and uh you know absolutely.
1: Uh, There's, I mean
3: Stokely Carmichael. I mean, he was really on the ground floor, yeah.
1: He was, though there are some I mean, I know that Hillary and Hillary supporters have kind of been picking apart his record there a little bit, but like not in, oh, in terms was, of the Oh, she was she
3: was a Goldwater girl. She you know, was. I mean she was a Republican forever and, right. and well Well, Bernie was out there, you know, doing uh, the Lord's work.
1: (laughs) Um, So maybe Bernie will gain steam, but I think she's still up, what, like, 30 in South Carolina. So oh, it's he, huge. I mean,
3: she's crushing the Democratic right. primary. What evangelicals are to the Republicans, right. the black vote is to the Democrats and Latino when it comes to the Southern primaries. Right. Evangelical, uh, you got to have that support if you're and Republican. And as you move you, out West.
1: Yeah. I mean, the Super yeah. Tuesdays, like a couple weeks ago, Bill Clinton expressed concern about Super Tuesday, where he said, you know, I get that we're focusing on Iowa and New Hampshire. New Hampshire, I think, is just a wash. I mean, I yeah. think that Bernie Sanders is just going to take it. It's his backyard. You know, right. Um, and Iowa, I think that she ekes it out. I know a lot of people who are even Hillary supporters who think it's possible that he does, but it's turnout based and we discuss the, you know, exactly. The, whether but the of course, vote. it's a
3: delegate situation. So it'll be 50 mean, right. 50 at the end of the day.
1: So, but when you look at the Super Tuesday states, you're talking about Ohio, right? You're talking about Florida, mm-hmm. talking about Texas. And I mean, those are places where Hillary is killing it. Right. I mean, At levels higher than she was leading in Iowa.
3: Do you think the Democrats uh, missed out with not having enough candidates this year with this cycle?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that I was talking to Ebony Williams, Mm -hmm. who's on Fox a lot. She's fantastic. And we were talking about, you know, who else should be in there. Right. And there was a really interesting Politico piece a couple years ago that detailed all of kind of the leading Democrats and what they owed the Clintons. Right. Because anyone who's won an election, a Democratic election in this country, has been touched by Clinton world, right? Like, whether it's that Bill showed up and he campaigned for you one day or someone phone banked for you or whatever. And the implication of the article was there are all these great people out there, but guess what? She's up. She wants it now. She, it's right. not like she can wait another four years. She's going to be 72 at that point. And the implication was that it's it's her time and these people are going to wait. And a lot of them are really young, so that, that that's fine. Um,
3: there, you know, it's very interesting. In Iran, there is no – no one is 30 to 50. After the Iranian revolution, they're all murdered. <laughs> there is no Democrat uh, right now who is young – in that range. Yeah. Because the Clintons have completely right. destroyed anyone who was attempted to uh, dethrone them.
0: Yeah, we did and an they- entire episode on who could possibly be a vice presidential candidate, oh. and we came up with nothing. Oh, Two Muslims cop- and another <laughs> Jewish fella. That's all they got. I swear to God,
3: it's Keith Ellis and another, uh, the, yeah. and, and no. then the second Muslim elected. Cory Booker, Booker, Booker possibly.
1: Booker, he's complicated, though. I mean, he is he, complicated. Yeah. But yeah,
0: that's what we're saying is that there's but, no... The obvious choice
3: Do you is think, not necessarily well, I think
1: Well, I, I think it's Julian Castro.
0: This is
3: the thing, Castro, but, I mean, talk about Julian, inexperience. Julian yeah. Castro, I mean, talk about inexperience. The but, guy isn't a full-term senator yet. He hasn't gone through a full term, and he has no record secretary. at
1: all. What's I that? Mean, he's in the administration now. I yeah. mean, he was definitely moved in there, I, I think, for this purpose, to right. give him some executive – I did air quotes, by the way, for those of you listening yeah. – some executive experience before this began. But then there are people like – I mean – Uh, Like, uh, Hickenlooper, the governor of Colorado, who uh, is very popular. He's originally a Northeasterner, um, but he's out there now, and he doesn't wear a tie, and he's, like, very chilled out, and that's a possibility. Tulsi Gabbard's too young, and we're not going to have an all-female ticket. But I think that she... Will feature very prominently in the future of the Democratic Party. I mean,
3: Hickenlooper sounds like a disease you got in the 1820s, about, and you had to go to the doctor. About, I got a
0: case of the Hickenloopers. Yeah. I can't walk. I can't see Clinton Hickenlooper on a Clinton on a Hickenlooper. Sticker. Oh my! I'll, I'll vomit on the
3: bumper. What
1: about like Sherrod Brown, Senator of Ohio? I mean, he has a long, you know, very powerful career sure. in the Senate, um, and they're very close. Um,
3: He's got a lot of pock marks, though.
1: Oh, bad skin. He does, He has terrible skin. I'm not voting for anyone with bad
3: skin. I can't do it. I, I don't like it whatsoever.
1: Well, you know, I mean, not all of us can have perfect faces like you, Ben. Oh, my God. I am
0: very fat and very,
3: uh.
1: That's not true. I'm looking at him. He is not very fat.
0: No, absolutely not. This has been an ongoing argument for five, six, six years now. Six years. Six years we've been doing right. shows together.
3: Good to know so you're predicting Let's just do Let's see I feel like we've got So much fun conversation Happening God damn Jessica! Was this fun? It was so fun yeah? You weren't the best Absolutely. Is I'm trying to oh, think yeah. of Like the I'm, I'm trying to think Of a of a fun question But I feel like We we really got in uh, You know We got some good Democratic talk Marcus Absolutely. you thought?
0: No we, we just uh, We need to get on Round table here Pretty we soon We gotta
3: do our other show So oh, I feel like okay, That's Okay
1: I think that's No don't No <laughs> Marcus Don't be
0: so rude To the
3: guests.
1: <laughs> I wasn't being rude at all You were I, a little bit rude What?
3: Yes Jessica felt so, No But do
1: you, uh, you got it? it now right like this is what a real hillary supporter looks like this right? is exciting
0: actually yes. yeah th- this uh puts her campaign into more perspective definitely well
1: i'm glad i could do that for yeah. you because oh I, I think it's a difficult thing to understand especially as a millennial and as a woman who obviously yeah. you know wants every woman to be taken seriously especially if there is god forbid some sort of sexual assault issue and i i think you right. know lena dunham who I think can be ridiculous in some ways, but I think she has also been very good on this issue because she has been all in for Hillary, but then also said that this is something that gives her pause, you know, going back to uh, Bill Clinton's behavior and how Hillary reacted. Yeah. Uh, so. There was a
3: bit of a double standard. I do believe that there, yeah. if there was a Republican and these, uh, you know, these... Uh, really terrible that, things occurred. I, I do think it would be uh, they would be demonized much much more by uh, you know uh, feminists than than Hillary. But, you, and but Bill, the Republicans
1: but. have demonized Hillary Clinton to such a level. I mean, when you look at, I mean, granted it it's part of going on Fox News, obviously that you know that you're reaching a lot of right wing viewers. But the amount of people who and I don't even you know have a large Twitter presence at all, but the people who tweet at me every day pictures of her in an orange jumpsuit, you know, killery. you know, yeah. and the, like, they're like, it's. Intense. Right, they're really intense. And so I think that we have to... I'm not saying anyone deserves a free pass, and she does not want a free pass. I mean, she really wants to... I believe, you know, take as much responsibility as she can. I mean, sometimes she says dumb things, and I don't like when she says, like, I wouldn't call it a mistake. The private server, it's a fucking mistake. You shouldn't have done it, and don't say it was for convenience. It was just a mistake, and you just promise you will never do it again and that you did not compromise national security, which is p- what President Obama said in his interview last week with Glenn Thrush. He mm-hmm. said she didn't compromise national security, and I don't know if that was a tip-off from the FBI that there will be no indictment or not, but the point is that... Hillary Clinton is the most scrutinized woman in American political life. Mm-hmm. And with everything that's gone on, including, you know, stuff that arguably Libya was botched, that we should have never gone in there, and what's right. going on in Syria right now, you know, but she was she was for keeping the red line. That's something that she made clear in her book. In oh, I choices. think she's a hawk.
0: She's
3: a total she's hawk. She's a total hawk. Yeah, yeah. And Sanders doesn't agree. let
1: her be a hawk right now, so she's like a hawkling. So- Which
3: is why her message is nothing's possible. Don't worry about it. Just elect me. Progress
1: is slow but certain. And that's something that also, this is a reason I almost just touched your leg to tell you. Which I was so thrilled about, by the way.
3: Marcus Marcus saw it in my eyes. Jessica Turlove almost touched my leg, and I'm never going to wash it again. I don't bathe a lot anyway. It's fine.
1: No, but this is the reason I think that why the gay lobby Mm -hmm. would go for her over Bernie Sanders. Why? Because they know better than anyone that progress is slow but certain. And if you keep hammering at something, you will eventually get gay marriage in all 50 states. Yeah, but
3: what's the progress? Again, this is a hawk who voted for the war in Iraq, but that is is wonderful. A lot of people did. Bernie Sanders did not. (laughs) Donald Trump was also against it. Ted Cruz was not in the Senate but he did help Donald create Trump create the who, entire like, who, with
1: who loves abortion and the Clintons <laughs> and you know and cheated on every single wife he's said, that's my favorite when he's like Bill Clinton so badly behaved and yeah. it's like you cheated on everybody and your wife posed Nate I mean super hot and I'm thankful the pictures Which one are posed out there his?
0: oh Maples
1: no Melania The
0: Ivanga Ivana Ivana and the daughter Ivanka Oh my goodness! Ivana. Yeah, and,
3: uh, and, and Melania
1: then, uh, on the bearskin rug. Am I hallucinating this?
3: Melania? I don't yeah. know. That's his current wife. Well, good for him. Well, that is wonderful.
1: Okay. Anyway, um, I'm no. done now. Vote for Hillary. See you later. <laughs> It'll be an exciting <laughs> election, no matter
3: what happens. Go out, vote your conscience, yes. and I do believe uh, you know Hillary. Obviously, has a great chance. At the end of the day. Um, I wouldn't be, I mean, I really believe, I would not be stunned to see a Bush-Clinton election at the no. very end of this. It you would be, shouldn't
1: be, because when people are scared, and when we have right. terror threats, we go with what makes us safe. And, and these what makes people, us safe? Obviously, <laughs> Jeb Bush. What makes us safe? The man <laughs> whose brother,
0: the 911 right. caused us to be scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: But he, he does very well on these polls about who, who do you trust to handle terrorism. And George Bush now, so popular. And I know a lot of that is the beer stuff. You know, who do you want to have a beer with? And he draws great pictures. Um, but I think that you want something... That's been tested, road tested, and Bernie Sanders—he's been in politics a long time, but that man is not road tested at anything like this. And when he comes out there saying like anything is possible, you know, we can do these things, and it, I mean, even on the Iran front—I'm sorry—I mm. think I'm probably going over now. But no, it's okay.
3: We'll wrap it up soon.
1: You're like, I'll just cut you out completely, no, no, being no. and I'll just be me No, um, he said, you know, we should go back to like full relations with Iran. Which is jumping the gun on. it? Do you remember that from two debates ago? I mean, that's something that you have to treat these people with caution. You can negotiate with them. And I think, you know, you say we didn't get anything out of the deal. I I don't feel that way. And, you know, even if it's 15 years longer until they get a nuclear weapon, fine by me. And it's their money that we're returning and we, we got our prisoners back and these kinds of things. But you know, Bernie Sanders is just too much too fast. And I, I happen to also, you know, I, we're not going to kick all the insurance companies out of America. I mean, this idea that you can, like, you know, only the wealthy that are going to have private insurance, you're undermining a tremendous industry in this country. And going back to your point about who donates to her, like, yes, that influences it, mm-hmm. but it's also what's rational and what's possible. And her plans I love are it. possible. Thank well, you I've...
3: so much. Yeah. Marcus, I think we're going to wrap it up. You yeah, want to keep talking. You know? Everyone wants yeah. to keep talking. We have to have Jessica Tarlov back. <laughs> I mean, what an amazing guest. You're so smart and uh, and poignant and funny and beautiful. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. And uh, you can find Jessica. She's on Twitter. You can Yeah, uh, don't
1: send me Hillary, nasty Hillary I know, pictures. Nice. I hate them.
3: Yeah, just be nice. Uh, <laughs> she's on Twitter, at Jessica Tarlov. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, of course, working. Uh, let's see, you have your consulting and you're writing papers and, yeah. your, and articles and you're always on Fox News. and
1: yeah. Exactly. And I'm really tall. Ben's really tall, and I'm really tall, so that's cool.
3: We're going to have children together. I swear to God.
1: Huge white monsters.
3: Well, you don't know what I, maybe, uh, well, yeah, I guess
1: so. Wait, you're like Latino now? Mm,
3: Look at at that ginger hair. The Wisconsin Latino Oh, don't you know? (laughs) All right, Marcus Parks. Find Marcus on Twitter, at Marcus Parks. Uh, I'm on Twitter, at Ben Kissel. Thanks so much for supporting all the shows here on CCR, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.
0: For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com.
3: Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am on how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you.
0: Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to Grateful, but we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel.